0: Listen to WGN radio's newest podcast behind the badge, Illinois hosted by David Hochberg behind the badge. Illinois views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in, visit WGN radio.com slash behind the badge. The last thing I'd want to do coming out of the hospital is pop some pain meds and sit around talking politics But, you know, that's what I do. That's what I do. And uh, Jeff Carlin and I, we know that the Chicago Way is an integral point and part of the Chicago mayoral campaign, and the mayoral campaign is the main event. So let's get on with it with Paul Vallis, candidate for mayor of Chicago. And, uh, Jeff, when I'm done with this podcast, (laughs) Betty's going to help me uh, put together a few sentences I don't know what I'd do without her. Does she get writing
1: credit? Does it is there a you
0: know, I might give her a co byline on the yeah, music column. You there know? you
1: go. I there wanted go. her
0: to some friends of mine have, have asked why won't Betty write a column like uh it could be funny, like Life with John, you know how mm-hmm. how difficult Because you imagine if our wives ever are are good, you know, significant others <laughs> turn the tables on us.
1: Because you yeah. know, can you imagine living with me? I mean, it would be a pain in the ass. Okay? I, I can see it now, though, Jen. She can write this column, though, as a fairy tale, and it can be like, you know, a Sicilian woman taking care of a wild boar. I can set the picture right now. <laughs> That's right. In a village in the mountains. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, Sicil- yeah
0: the Sicilian demigoddess. You know, like Persephone of uh, the spring, <laughs> exactly, and, then,
1: and she's dealing with the wild boar, the Greek wild Peloponnesian boar, and yeah. it keeps coming and stealing her tomatoes.
0: <laughs> well, anyway, I mean, God, Jeff, what is what? What? Why didn't I just sit on my ass and just pop me, pain meds and watch uh 1923? There you it? go. <laughs> what am I doing? Talk to Paul Vallis. Talk to Paul Vallis. And you know who's here? Well, he's here. He's running for running for office, running for mayor. Mm-hmm. Jeff Carlin is here, esteemed future physics teacher, former uh, and current producer of WGN Radio. And I'm John Cass, who's all met, met it up now. And Betty's Betty's going to be staring at the TV <laughs> saying, "I told you not to do this." <laughs> And I'm John Cass, editor-in-chief of JohnCassNews.com. And where are you with uh, the candidates running for mayor, with some not some, so like into their, themselves and protecting themselves, they won't even show up in Chicago? Hey, Chewy, talking about you. And Lori Lightfoot freaking out because Brandon Johnson is taking the black vote from her? You're on the Chicago Way podcast on WGN+. Plus. So this is a guy who lives high on the hog and he has this Tammany Hall
1: style attitude to power. And um, it is, it's the Chicago way.
2: Absolutely. So the, the Chicago way is a deep cultural phenomenon.
1: It's the Chicago way.
2: The Chicago way. That's the focus.
1: In a tower by the river, there lived a man.
0: Castle. There was a man who took a stand. With pen and paper in his hand. Defeating foes
1: in every ward with a pen more mighty than the sword. No
2: escape from his ink lasso. In a tower by the river. Castle. Here's how you get him. He pulls a knife, you pull a gun, he sends one of yours to the hospital, you send one of his to the morgue. That's the Chicago win.
0: Well, Paul, the main event, the mayor, the race for mayor of the city of Chicago is up. How badly bruised are you now? And how badly bruised will you be by the end of this campaign?
2: Oh, I'm not bruised at all. And uh I imagine uh that I uh um We'll be bruised a bit during the campaign, but as you well know, I don't
0: bruise easy. No, you get feisty and mean. (laughs) That's right. Now, this campaign, I see a lot of great ads. Uh, You've got two of them out that I've seen.
2: Crime is out of control, and combative leadership is failing us.
1: Paul Vallis will put crime and your safety first.
2: I'll work with every community in every part of our city to confront our crime problem, hold department leadership accountable, put more police on our streets and public transportation, open schools after hours to ensure young Chicagoans have safe alternatives to gangs and violence, and I'll bring people together to get it done.
0: Paul Vallis. Crime and your safety is his top priority. Very good. Uh, Lori Lightfoot has a brilliant ad on... Uh, uh, Chewy Garcia.
2: What do we really know about Chewy Garcia? Chewy secretly talked with this crypto crook who stole his customers' life savings, then spent a fortune to re-elect Garcia. Chewy cut deals to help himself with the since indicted Mike Madigan, even while the disgraced speaker faced a federal corruption investigation. And Chewy took money from a red light camera company just hours before he delivered the deciding vote that made the company millions. Crypto crooks indicted Paul's and pay-to-play profiteers. The more you know, the worse it gets.
0: Well, what do you think of the ads, Paul, so far?
2: Look, I'm just glad that I have the money to have ads. (laughs) But no, you know, my my ads are pretty much to the point. You know, there's no central casting. There's no pizza delivery. Uh, There's no me trying to kind of i don't know do the you know um warm uh uh sweater sitting by the fire the fire don't, you,
0: don't you want to do one of those like warm soft fuzzy sweater <laughs> rum rum uh emmanuel
2: well, you, have to remember, you have to remember i grew up in a family of six veterans and of course there's uh four po- police officers in the family and there's two firefighters and three teachers and we kind of don't do warm and fuzzy you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) well what's the status of the campaign now and what happens in the next few weeks as we're moving towards february 28th what's the next
2: step well you know really the next step is to get the message out obviously being able to go up on media and do a media buy Uh, is really, really important, and uh, we're going to be able to do that. We're up there, and we plan on staying up our, you know, uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of things. Clearly, public safety um, is really the top priority right now. I mean, the city uh, is seeing an escalating public safety crisis, despite the mayor's uh, 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 observations uh, or her commentary about uh, her getting a handle on crime we've seen over 700 murders for the third year in a row. And of course, violent crime uh, last year went up another 30%. So, uh, but we're also going to be talking about education and we're going to be talking about taxes. I mean, people are now just getting hit with the higher taxes, as the second installments are coming through. Of course, you'll notice that they postponed, uh, you know, the big uh, tax increases until uh, post-election, uh, claiming that they have technical issues. But uh, so much for the property tax freeze. Property taxes s- since 2019 have risen by almost $900 million despite $6 billion in federal COVID relief. Uh, but yet we're we're looking at tax increases again this year. And of course, the mayor's own budget prognosticators are suggesting a massive budget law post-election. So those are going to be the issues. Crime dominates, but clearly Uh, the, uh, you know, the the degraded uh, schools that uh, tens of thousands of families seem to be fleeing uh, uh, every year. Uh, And of course, the, the, you know, the escalating uh, series of tax, property taxes, fees and fines, those are going to be important issues, too.
1: Under the umbrella of crime, Paul, is the question or the discussion about residency for police officers. And I've heard a lot of people talking about it and Mm -hmm. saying, you know, it's, it's interesting and it's it's something that might would expand to cover other parts of the city, because once the cops can do it, everybody else might be able to fall under that umbrella. Um, it, how, is, how are you, you getting feedback on that? What is the, the feedback you've been hearing?
2: Well, look, I don't support the elimination of the residency for police officers. Uh, what I what I recommend it, because, as you know, there's a severe shortage of police officers mm-hmm. in part of have leadership, the they have policies, bad strategy, the lack of public support. Two thousand officers have left the last two years and they're only replacing about a fourth to a third of them. And, sure. they've, and they've literally abandoned all standards in the hiring of new police officers, which in and by itself is going to create a crisis. Sure. What I've, though is what I've suggested uh, to expand the poll of, of poten- uh, potential candidates, quality candidates, is is not to require that they uh, meet the residency requirements. Uh, until they've actually been hired. They're actually probation period. Because a lot of officers, a lot of officer candidates will not join the police department uh, because they're not going to move until they're sure they're going to have a job. So I've simply suggested that that might be a way to expand the pool. It's not an abandonment of residency. It's just being practical that you, you can have more recruits. If you tell those recruits, the residency department will kick in when you are an officially sworn in, police officers.
0: So that's, those are the only modifications I've made. Well, there's, uh, we mentioned early on, uh, some of the ads that people are running, obviously you didn't want to comment too much on Lori Lightfoot's ad, although I do think it's a a, a very fetching and uh, creative ad, Jeff Carlin and Paul Vallis. Uh, The one on, uh, the one on Chewy Garcia, is that going to stick, Paul? Do you think that the Chewy, Sam Bankman-Fried, oh, I'm sorry, Sam Bankman-Fried stuff will stick?
2: Well, you know, in honesty, I would hope so. I mean, not only did, did he get a ton of money, uh, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, John, uh, he spent, what, $300,000 or someone spent $300,000 uh, of Sam Beckman donors uh, on his campaign, and I don't think he had an opponent. If you're spending that money, uh, are you spending it because you're you're literally running for mayor, you know, and you're telling your constituencies you haven't made a decision, but you're you're spending three hundred thousand dollars on an election the, uh, when when you don't have an opponent. I don't think please correct me if I'm wrong, Bob, but I didn't recall that Chuy actually had an opponent. So it's not only the Beckman stuff, but it's Chewie's position, his, his position on cop defunding, his constantly bashing of the cops. Uh, uh, you know, his, uh, um, ask yourself fundamentally one thing. Uh, what has Chewy Garcia done that's memorable? Can you think of one thing? I mean, other than running far-left aldermen against uh, sitting aldermen and sitting far-left judges against city judges, I mean, what has he done? What? These programs, initiatives. Well, didn't
0: he make a? He made a deal with with Boss Madigan, right? Didn't he, to get along, to get along on the well, Southwest side, right?
2: Well, <laughs> he's got a lot of questions to ask. Not only about that, but about uh, uh, as Lori's dad, if I can make reference to Lori's dad, yeah. points out about uh him being involved in the uh, uh the, the comet scandals, the comet controversies. So he has yes. a lot to answer for. Him, but he hasn't showed up at any political forums yet because he's far too busy in the House right now.
0: <laughs> because Why? Because the Democrats are in the minority. What does he right. need to be there? Why is he there? Why isn't he here telling the people of Chicago? Why isn't he standing up before Fran Spielman and Greg Pratt and all these <laughs> other people and telling them what he's going to do? <laughs>
2: well, he, you know, As you know, his argument for running for mayor was he was now in the minority. So, of course, he, uh, he, uh, he felt that uh, he was now going to be rendered ineffective in the House, so he was coming to Chicago to rescue us all. Look, the bottom line is, hopefully the media will be uh, will scrutinize him the way they have scrutinized uh, other candidates. Because, uh, you know, you've got to talk about your record or your lack of record, and you've got to articulate what your view should be. But I have no doubt that is now going to try to pretend that he's moving to the center. But his whole history has been anti-police, anti-public safety. Uh, his silence... On the 15 months in which the Chicago public schools uh, were closed, with devastating, devastating consequences on children and working families, his silence was deafening. I mean, where was he? No commentary whatsoever. And then, of course, just just the, the six billion dollars in COVID money coming to the city, but yet the city raising property taxes, the city of schools raising property taxes, close to nine hundred million dollars, and no explanation for that either.
0: I don't know, I guess, the what my personal opinion, and I could be wrong, gentlemen, and I'd like to ask both of you, how important is it for the candidates to express to the people that they can actually run this city that's been run into the ground by Lightfoot and her friends? How important yeah, is it to, to express that simple thing?
2: John, you know, the, you know, the reason he lost, or I should say Karen Lewis lost, uh, in the race against <laughs> Emmanuel because let's face it, Karen Lewis uh, was seriously thinking of running for mayor and took on Rahm Emanuel. Mm-hmm. And, of course, when she did not do, because she fell ill, uh, she put the full force of the Chicago Teachers Union and, and of course, the SEIU and the other unions behind, uh, behind uh, Chewy. But the reason uh, uh, he lost was because he couldn't ask the basic question. Uh, uh, what was that was post him? I remember... During the debate, one of the debates where he said, how would you tackle, t- tackle the serious financial problems that the right. state's face? I think he made reference to organizing and putting together a commission uh, after the election to kind of figure out the problem and come up with solutions. He was
0: going to have a, a blue ribbon panel. I'm going to give, what are you going to do about finances, Chewy? I'll tell you tomorrow. <laughs> At a news conference tomorrow. We show up tomorrow and Chewie's not there and there's no news conference because he doesn't have his group together. What are you going to do next day, next day, next day like that? And he just never put together a financial plan. So how are you supposed to vote for a guy who can't even organize his, himself on this stuff?
2: Look, look, John, this city is a serious crisis. Uh, Chicago is a rich, dynamic, diverse city with unlimited potential. And right now, that potential is being crushed by increasing crime that is spreading throughout the city. It's being crushed by a school system that is not providing quality options for most Chicagoans. And, and by this constant tax and fee and fine uh, a cycle uh, that has us has Chicagoans paying the highest property taxes, the highest sales taxes, the highest, uh, the, the paying the highest fines and fees in the entire country. And yet, you know, we have candidates running for mayor who have no solutions and, and who have done nothing in their background that seems to suggest that they could ever come up with solutions. So, you know, the, the, the city's crisis is a crisis of leadership and every problem that the city faces, whether it's the schools, whether it's crime, whether it's uh, the, the, you know, the bloated, uh, mismanaged budgets is a product of bad decisions. On the fifth floor, the city needs quality and proven leadership. That's what I am offering. Unfortunately, there's nothing in Trudy's background, or really in the background of the other candidates, to suggest that they have the skills to do what needs to be done to get the city back on track.
0: Is that that being mean, Jeff? If you point out, if the candidate Paul Ballas is pointing out that his opponents don't have the chops, management (laughs) chops, to do the job. I mean... Yes, that's what I would consider if I was going to select a shortstop, or a, <laughs> a, or a quarterback, or 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 a, or a mayor candidate, mayoral candidate. Can you do the job? But oh. apparently, that's not. I guess we're in the phase of what? What are we doing now, Jeff? We're in the phase of feelings, like right. what are
1: your feelings about it? But right, how does this I don't know, make Jeff? What do you see? I, I You're dead on. I mean, Paul, we, we talked about this, too. On paper, you have definitely certainly have the most you know, organizing shops, just mm-hmm. historically speaking, mm-hmm. even just within the city. <clears throat> um, but, well, I mean, one of the one of the things that everyone does talk about, obviously, is, is crime. And I know you, you've made some points about how trying to reorganize or at least get some you know, leadership back in the right yeah. places. But one of the things people a lot of people worry about is, is the cost of living in the city, the property taxes. I mean. Uh, It's crazy to to think about that so many people leaving the city just for that reason. What do you think? How does the city get back on the bounce? Where we're bringing people, population, taxpayers, revenue back into the city? How do we get there?
2: Well, first of all, the key to the city's survival and prosperity is growth, and right now everything we do seems to be driving people from the city, certainly driving the middle class. The city is the city is to be fifty percent middle class. Uh, when I graduated from high school, uh, today, the city think 15 16% middle class. So you've got, to, you've got to grow the city. That's how you grow the tax base. And, and you grow the city by making sure that every community is safe and secure. You grow the city by making sure that there are quality school options, because the, in the last 20 years alone, there has been an exodus of almost 300,000 black middle-income families Overwhelmingly, uh, middle income families who have children in school. And you grow the city by holding the line on taxes and keeping the, the city uh, affordable. And I've articulated how I would do that by, by making this, the, the city safer, by expanding quality school choices, and by really tackling the budget as this $28 billion beast. Because the mayor not only controls the budget of the city, but she controls the budget mm-hmm. of the school airports, uh, water, sewer, uh, the CHA, the CTA, etc. And And when you're spending $28 billion a year and you're telling me that that with that amount of money for a population of 2.7, mm. you've got to increase taxes every <laughs> exactly. single year, it's ridiculous that we can it's spend crazy. money.
0: And crazy.
2: And, and I like to think that I demonstrated that uh, when I was... A budget director uh, for Mayor Daley, when I came to Chicago, where I returned to Chicago, I was born and raised in Chicago, but I returned to Chicago from the state, from working for the state Senate, uh, I did it as budget director, uh, where we, we had great budgets without raising property taxes. And I certainly held the line uh, on taxes uh, when I was at the Chicago public schools, constantly ta- taxing below the very, very limited cap. But yet expanding school programs, expanding school choices, uh, our programs grew the school population by over 30,000. So at the end of the day, you've you've got to have have, uh, strategies that grow the city and restore and grow the middle class. And you can't do it if the city is unsafe and if you don't have quality schools and you're constantly making the city less affordable.
0: We see, I'm uh, sorry about that beeping in the background, guys. I'm having trouble with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, John. Um, yeah. We see um, people talk about crime and let's reduce crime, and they're all talking about it, blah, 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 Which, without even having the slightest ability to do it. Some of them are so locked into Tony Preckwinkle and um, Kim Fox that I don't see how they can even hold their heads up without shame but but um the issue to me is will the ma- next mayor stop the war on cops in this town because there's been a war on cops for years now in the media culturally politically i'm not saying that police officers some haven't done you know bad things and should be uh p- prosecuted or inv- investigated and separated from the force for those who do badly, but we have had a war on cops. And what, what, what are you going to do about that war, Paul?
2: Well, first of all, we're not going to have a war on cops and i and we're not talking about abandoning accountability. That's not what we're talking about at all. And I think I demonstrated my capacity to do that. First of all, in my history, I've not only negotiated successful uh, uh, contracts with Uh, the Chicago Teachers Union, in fact, all city unions, labor, peace, and harmony. But I've also been able to do that with the police department. And, and, you know, uh, I helped negotiate. I was brought in to help negotiate a contract between the Fraternal Order of Police and the city. The cops had not had a contract in four years. And and there were 2,000 cops eligible for retirement who were ready to walk, had that contract not been negotiated. And I got them an eight-year contract with the city. Uh, by not, you know, you know, by not being combative, by bringing both sides together, by 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 making the point that that you know, obviously, uh, we needed to give the cops their raise, we needed to treat them respectfully, we needed to get them their retro pay, while at the same time, we needed to make sure that the accountability provisions uh, in the uh, FOP contract were the same accountability provisions that were in the sergeant contract. Sergeant's contract, so we were able to get them an eight-year uh, raise and a contract that respected them. And uh, so, look, uh, that in itself uh, uh, is an example of how we can really bring all the sides together and we can collectively work constructively to develop the type of uh, public safety plan that respects police officers that allows them to be proactive. That means arresting people uh, for violent crimes uh, for, for, who you know who commit serious crimes. Uh, that means uh that means putting police officers on normal schedules not canceling their days off that means returning to a strategy of beat integrity where you push the cops down to their local police beats not only in the neighborhoods but also on the cta uh stations on the platforms on the you know at the uh at the train stations i mean right now we've got you know, most of the security being provided—if you can call it security—is being provided by privatized security guards, who who are minimum wage security guards, very little training. Uh, obviously, they are—they're not armed, and they uh, and they don't even have the power of arrest. And we wonder why people are afraid to take uh, the CTA. Why ridership is down? Uh, so I will restore community policing. I will push police officers down to the local beats, So every beat is covered. Every train station is covered. Every platform is covered. And those police will have the power to enforce ordinances. And I will back them and I will support them. I'll hold them accountable when somebody violates the rules. Uh, but clearly, uh, I'll stop demonizing and demagoguing the police and providing them with the type of leadership and support that they need to be effective.
0: When is it going to be a... a- Moral debates and how are how are they going to take place?
2: Well, there's uh, there's a number of what I call you know the big debates. I think two or three that'll probably be televised, but there's probably going to be, be about thirty forums. You know, but in those forums, you get ninety seconds to make an opening statement, sixty seconds to give an answer, thirty seconds to do a rebuttal. Right. And, you know, we have people on the stage. We all start sounding the same. So you know. Uh, I will attend everyone as I always have been. Trulia and the mayor have not attended a single one yet. Trulia, uh, of course, claims she's too busy in Washington. So <laughs> we don't know what the mayor's excuse is. Probably she doesn't want to be there to answer questions. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's going to um, we're going to win by having community forums, which I'm scheduling all over the city. We're going to win by really having an effective advertising campaign so we can get our message out through the mediums, through social media on TV and on on radio I mean we just basically that's unfortunately what we have to do but but I like to think that that I have a body of work uh, I've tackled these crises before and and I for the last four years have been articulated very specific solutions to addressing the critical issues the city's facing particularly in the area of public safety schools and taxes and uh, hopefully I'll have enough resources to get that record and to get that message of how I'm going to bring real leadership to the city and bring the city together. Hopefully I'll have the resources to to get that message out.
0: Well, I do have to congratulate you on your, um, I like the ads. I like them very much, the ads that you're running. And uh, I happen to like uh, Chewy's, the Chewy ad that Lori Lightfoot has done, uh, pointing out his uh, inconsistencies. And uh, the Brendan Johnson ads, uh, they sound like uh, urban contemporary radio, and and, uh, and I, I see where he's going politically, but I wonder what kind of room does that leave for Lori Lightfoot at the end of the, this process? Where is well, she going to get her votes?
2: If you look at the polls, there's a question of whether or not Lori even ends up in the runoff. But look, I... I'm confident I'm going to be in the runoff. And I believe if I'm in the runoff, I'll win. I'm also confident that that I may get the, that I will get the support of a number of the other candidates uh, because I've worked with them. I, I know Willie Wilson. Willie and I have been friends for a number of years. I worked with Cam Buckner in New Orleans when I was rebuilding the New Orleans close, And he was working for the Saints doing community outreach. And of course, I, I've always ha- had long respect for uh, for Alderman Sawyer, i I had the privilege of, uh, uh, of uh, meeting and knowing his father when I first came to work for the yeah. city. I'm, I'm confident, I'm confident that, uh, that I'm gonna be a unity candidate and that we're gonna, because let's face it, we're all running for one reason, and, and that is the city lacks quality leadership. We feel that this mayor, whether it's public safety, taxes, or schools, has really, really failed the city, and we're in much worse shape now. Uh, by all measures, than we were four years ago. And I think that's why we have the number of quality candidates running.
0: Paul Vellis, thanks for joining us on the Chicago Way. And come back, will you?
2: Thanks for having me, John. And um, good luck on your second shoulder injury. Thank goodness you don't have a third shoulder. You probably have to have an operation in the net, too.
0: (laughs) If you you could only see Jeff's face right now, because he knows that I popped a couple pain meds and he's worried about how how I'm going to do on this thing, and I—I I hope I held myself together, Jeff. You know, I hope I didn't like uh, get all sloppy, sloppy drunk.
2: <laughs> well, John, know? just uh, just to boost your spirits, as you know, sure, uh, my, my, you know, my absolutely uh, uh, spectacular wife who who is always uh, supporting my endeavors, <laughs> and and uh, un- unfortunately carry most of the load when it comes to. You know, taking care of my mom and and family, she's had two hip replacement surgeries, and she's 100%. She was right back on her feet. And my mother, who broke her hip in three places two months ago, and her shoulder uh, at age 93 is back walking and directing traffic and basically running the household. So uh, uh, we Greeks have good recuperative powers.
0: It's all because of the garlic and the lemon, uh, the lemon and the lemon juice, my friend. I'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Good luck, buddy.
1: All right. All right. Well, it's been a good day being in Illinois and Chicago. And the reason we're here is it's about
2: this bridge and bridges across America and the work that we have done. Um, that has been, I think, uh, will prove to be historic in terms of this phase of the the growth and strength of our country um, is about uplifting communities. It's about, obviously, repairing and upgrading our infrastructure. It's about jobs. And it really is about strengthening America.
0: You know, the thing is, Jeff, Paul uh, Bellis, and I've known him for years, you know, basically I've known him since we were kids. On one hundred eleventh Street, at Eric the Reds, riding, watching the hot girls riding the bull. <laughs> uh, no more meds for me. Okay, no more pain meds uh, for me. Doing podcasts anyway. Yes, he was. He's been. He's being the nice unity candidate. Although it's not going to last because they're going to tear. Sure. They're going to come after him and tear his head off. Yeah, and man. they're going to try to peel his skin and they're going to call him a racist. And if he does get. And the endorsement of the Chicago Police Department, I don't, I don't, the the FOP, Fraternal Order of Police, and I don't know, I don't I don't see Chewy Garcia getting it. I don't see, uh, to you, I don't see Lori Lightfoot getting no the FOP way. endorsement. Yeah, and no so then the candidates who don't get it are going to be screaming the, the R card, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: Playing that game. And Right, or they have to run the other way. And Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I don't see it, and I think it'll be interesting. I think you're, I think you're right. Obviously, it's going to become you know mean, and, and but that's just Paul Valus's character—that he is the type of guy who you know doesn't want is a uniter, wants to make things work, wants to do the job, not just talk about doing the job or do TikTok videos about about doing the job or play oh, around with celebrities about doing the job. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure if, if Paul Valus becomes mayor, we will see between one and zero tiktoks about things going on in the city from paul Vallis. so was did i was i okay i must have been out <laughs> under
0: meds i must have been under anesthesia mayor 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 lightfoot invite had uh had kamala harris in chicago did that happen
1: Well, that did happen i mean i i i know uh yeah that did that definitely did happen and, and the irony of them they're doing this 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 thing about, you know, boats and and the the rivers and how important the Calumet River is to the yeah, economy. Right. Cause they, cause,
0: yeah, I can see both of them working on a river barge. Right, the, right,
1: exactly. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And like, they had to stage it in front of this bridge and this whole thing. <laughs>
0: because this is Chicago and, you know, that's it. Yeah, for Paul Vallis. Running and for, for Jeff Carlin. For, yeah. Jeff Carlin running not for mayor, yeah. but for physics teacher Paul Vallis running for fit for mayor and John Cass editor in chief of John your favorite website. Someday we're going to talk about those ads I'm doing because I'm not writing for, I'm not right running for mayor, but I do have some ads out. And we'll talk again next time when I'm a little clear headed, not from the meds (laughs) on another edition of the Chicago way podcast on WGN plus.